Hello, hello. My name's Bobby and welcome to episode two of the Grid Mash podcast. I'm joined again today by my very good friend, Ogie. Hello, Ogie. Hey, Bob. How's it going? Yeah, good, good. And yourself? I'm doing great. Um, I'm in Eastern Europe enjoying a little bit of um, vacation time, if I can call it a vacation time or holiday as it's properly called, I guess, in, in, in Britain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in Eastern Europe, uh, enjoying some lovely December winter weather with lots of sunshine, and hopefully soon we're probably going to be getting snow around uh, Christmas. So, oh, so you'll have a white Christmas over there then? Oh yeah, certainly looking awesome. forward to it, hope so. Awesome stuff, man. And uh, whereabouts in Eastern Europe are you? Uh, I'm in Bulgaria, uh, which for those of you who are not really familiar with that part of the world, is the northern kind of part of Greece. Um it's a small, tiny country with the lovely weather during the the, you know, the winter periods uh, and and very hot summers. So you know we have proper kind of four season country, uh, and yeah, I mean this is where I was born, and I kind of come back uh, every every winter to try to spend some time with with my family here. Um, but I, I'm stuff. based in London. Me and Bob are kind of based in London together. So we are, we are. Well, not not together. Together, not together. But, we but... don't live together, but you know, <laughs> maybe one day. Who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? We could buy a mansion. So hopefully, you've actually taken a, a camera with you to to take some pictures of the uh, lovely scenery around there. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. I um I was actually lucky enough. I mean it was just such blind luck that my um Sony A sixty five hundred, which I pre ordered. Um, God, it was months ago when it was announced. Uh, it just arrived. It arrived literally two days before I left. So awesome. yeah, yeah, I took it with me, and I've been shooting both uh, video and and 4K video and and photos with it as well. Cool stuff, man. And, and photo wise, what what's the sort of uh, the lowdown on the photos? Uh, well, I mean, the lowdown on the photos is basically you get a 24 megapixel APS-C sensor. It has what Sony call a front end. SLI, which basically is a, is a much bigger kind of buffer. So this camera uh, will actually do uh, quite a bit of um, uh, quite a bit of raw uh, and also JPEG photos in, in sort of like a burst mode. So for all you yeah. photographers out there, uh, you'll be pleased to know that this camera actually does. Uh, let me see the exact specs. Um, I haven't tested this yet. It's 11 frames per second continuous shooting, and it, you know while, whilst it fills up the buffer, it, it can go on for for so many for so long. I mean. It, Literally can do, um, I believe, about 300 JPEGs, which is pretty wow. insane. So if you, if if anybody is shooting, let's say something that's moving fast, like sports, or um, you know, uh, a lot of people use these cameras to shoot, um, uh, let's say, football games or you know, soccer games, uh, any kind of anything that involves fast moving subjects. Um, it's, sure, it's absolutely great. Uh, I mean, I myself, I'm. I'm you know, far from being a professional photographer, but being an amateur photographer and actually a professional video, uh, someone who creates professional videos, photography is, is very important for me. But the 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 main reason why I've actually bought this camera is for its um, uh, 4K uh, recording, also slow motion. And again, it's a it's it's one of these cameras which is a true hybrid. It's a fantastic yeah. stills camera. Absolutely, uh, you know, it's not a full frame camera, but still. Um, that really doesn't matter anymore. I mean, for the last two, three years, it, you know, APS-C cameras, which this is the sensor size is literally, um, it is it is smaller than full frame. And there's this whole thing in photography where um, I, I think it's quite snobbish. Um, you know, not everybody is like that, of course, but there's a lot of people out there who say, oh, you know, you have to have a full frame camera. And, you know, if you don't have a full frame camera, it's, you know, it's an amateur thing or whatever. But What's maybe, the advantage of, of having a full frame camera? Well, a full frame sensor, in theory, 
because it's it's bigger, it's, it's 36 millimeters by 24 millimeters, uh, will uh, gather more light, so you will have uh, a cleaner images uh, in, in a lower light uh, situation. So, for example, at night, uh, the field of view, so, for example, a 50 millimeter lens, um, on a which is a kind of a standard size right? on a yeah. full frame camera looks in a specific way. So, for example, if you if you frame someone, you're going to see their face like close up. So you would see them from the uh, up yeah, to like their shoulders or something. Yeah, right? shoulders up. Yeah. So if if you put um, the same lens on from the same distance, let's say three four meters from the subject, and if you literally put well, that's a bit too far. So let's say two meters from the subject. Uh, sure. If you put that same lens on a uh, Sony A6500, which is an APS-C size, so just smaller. Uh, I think it's about I don't know twenty some percent or even thirty percent smaller sensor. Which in right. you know in theory sounds wow, that's that's so much smaller. It actually isn't. Um, that's mm-hmm. uh, roughly the equivalent of what movie cameras record and, and film. You know, f- f- film cameras back in the day. This is where the you know super thirty-five millimeter standard for uh, new digital Came sensors from. comes from. So yeah. you know, we've all seen the kind of big movies from the eighties and the seventies, and they all look you know super filmic and cinematic with blur backgrounds. So you can do that with an APS-C sensor. Now in photography, it's so much easier because you're dealing with um, you know one frame at a time. So you're, you're literally just taking a photograph or you know a, a burst of multiple photographs. So unlike you know in video, I'm just you know. This is a bit of a tangent. In video, back in the day, small chips were a problem because mm-hmm. Super 35 chips didn't exist up until four or five years ago. Anyway, so a full-frame camera, in theory, has the advantage of cleaner uh, images in in lower light situations. The field of view is pretty much standard. I mean, you know, full-frame 35 has been a standard in photography for you know for donkey's years for so yeah. many years. Now, APS-C is more of a budget. Uh, type of uh, uh, type of deal. It, it, you know, generally these cameras are less expensive. So, for example, if you c- compare a 5D Mark III or a Mark IV, which is what it's like three thousand pound camera, compared yeah. to uh, an A6500, which costs fourteen hundred pounds, actually fourteen ninety nine. My price with VAT and free shipping was one thousand four hundred ninety nine pounds, which wow. is a bit interesting because in the states uh, this camera costs fourteen hundred dollars. So oh, okay. that's a bit of a, I don't know, currency fluctuation, Brexit thing happening. But yeah, let's blame Brexit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. It is what it is. So the prices here are pretty jacked up. But anyway, just to illustrate a point, APS-C cameras are usually smaller in size, uh, less expensive. But, you know, in the last few years, God, especially in the last two years, they've come leaps and bounds. So, for example, Such a long way. I mean, the A6500 can do... Um, you know, can do 4K video. It has S-Log2 and S-Log3 gammas, which are, you know, very professional, uh, uh, you know, gamma profiles where you have a very flat image, which you can color correct in post-production and get, you know, beautiful colors. So um, essentially, you have to grade those images. Absolutely. Or if you shoot in S-Log, in any of the S-Log gammas, you have to. Now, with this camera, the, the reason why I, I kind of like it is it does have other picture profiles, like the more standard picture profiles, and also something that Sony calls the cinegammas, which are, uh, you, you can tailor them to your liking. So, for example, you can make them a little bit flat, but not too flat, and you can also have an image that you're satisfied in camera, and you don't have to really do much work in post. So, sure. it, it gives you that flexibility. And also, the cool thing about this camera, it does 100 frames, 120 frame, 100 frames per second in PAL, but you can flip it in NTSC, which is the American standard, because it's yep. a tr- truly a world camera. So, uh, you know, most people out there 
you know, back in the day, you used to be, you have to have a PAL version or an NTSC version for America. This has to do with the frequency of the, of the, the hertz. So, for example, yeah. PAL is at 50 hertz, NTSC is at 60, so you get flicker. Uh, if, you, if you use a NTSC uh, setting, let's say uh, 60 uh, hertz, the refresh rate, into an indoor situation where you have, let's say, fluorescence in a, in a European country, you would you'll, get flicker because the yeah. refresh rate wouldn't match. It's like you know, math and, and it has to be the same. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, this, this camera is so far, I'm, I'm, I love it. And there's a few things that um, I would say um, are, um, are a bit of an annoyance from a video, video perspective. So, for example, it has something called the jello effect. So, for those of you out there who've shot with DSLR video with DSLRs, um, the jello effect is something that is like a plague for big sensors. So, APS-C is considered for video in the world of video. APS-C, because it is roughly the size of Super 35, that's a big chip. Anything that's bigger than two-thirds inch is, is a big chip. Yeah. So Super 35 and full frame, especially because the bigger you go, the, the jello effect becomes a problem. Now, what is a, what is a jello effect for those of you guys out there who are not familiar, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of you will be, but for those that you know don't know what this is, jello effect is literally when your camera pans from left to right, you get a skew in the, everything becomes like a wobble effect. So for example, if you have a straight line, let's say you're shooting a uh, a fence, uh, something that has very straight lines, and it yeah. has multiple rows of those lines. And when you pan across, you literally those become like you know almost diagonal, depending on how yeah, fast yeah. you pan. So the problem. So you obviously see these more with sort of straight lines more than yes than you, curved lines. You do see this more with straight lines anytime you have to pan, and you also see this with like propellers of, of helicopters. Sure. Um, the wheels of, of bicycles and cars, they, they look really weird. <laughs> the, and, the, and the edges of the screen as well or not? Um, you can see this on the edges of the screen. That has to do more with the lens as well. Um, okay. But you know, literally, it's throughout the whole screen. It, it doesn't really wow. matter with edge or center. Literally, if and, and the problem with this camera, with the A6500, is it, it, it is a big chip. And even though it's a fast camera, it's not fast enough because in, in, in 4K... What happens is it reads the whole chip, and the whole chip is actually sort of like a 6K uh, image because there's more pixels. Um, it, it does a super sample. So, for example, it takes the whole sensor and super samples down to 4K. And the problem oh, okay. with that is that it's not fast enough to read from because the image in these sensors uh, was called an electronic shutter. So, just to mm -hmm. back up a little bit. Back in the day, in the worlds of you know world of film cameras, it's a mechanical rotary shutter. So it's literally sure. a plate that rotates, and it's 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 called a hundred and eighty degree plate. So it's a the, the shutter is one hundred and eighty degrees, which means there's a plate which is literally like a half. If you imagine like a, a circle, it's half of it. So when it rotates, you get a very smooth motion. So it captures every frame is literally captured one frame at a time, one frame at a time, and. Then the ref the refresh rate in the digital cameras, because this this mechanical shutter is no longer exists, um, well at least in these models, it is an electronic one. So the refresh rate of how fast it goes um, becomes a little bit of a problem because when you pan and you, the image you already start to pan the image, by the time you finished your pan, the the image isn't scanned fully. So it, you be, there is a skew because it's not fast enough to scan from the top to the bottom. Now, 
this is because it's a CMOS sensor. With CMOS sensor, uh, you, you get this problem. Now, if, if this was a, 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 um, you know, a CCD chip, that's a little bit different, but those aren't really made anymore because CMOS technology has advanced, you know, with leaps and bounds over the years, and it's a bit cheaper to make. So manufacturers And they're a lot more efficient as well, aren't Absolutely. They? They're a lot more efficient in terms of power and things like this. Uh, but if you, let's say, get a global shutter, so, for example, you know, a very professional camera, which costs, I don't know, 20-some thousand pounds, like a, you know, a Sony F55 or even a Sony F65, which is their top of the range, most expensive professional camera you can buy. I mean, it's, I don't know, $100,000 or something. It's, it's ridiculous. Now, this thing yeah. has that actually physically shutter, like a, a mechanical shutter. So, that skew effect is gone. A global shutter is still electronic, but, you know, every frame is captured literally as it happens. There is no skew. So, again, these cameras, all, all, all the, I mean, even, you know, big professional cameras like Alexis and things like that, they still have a electronic shutter, but they're, they're really fast. I mean, they have processing, a lot of processing power inside to minimize that skew. There is a little bit of skew, very little, but compared to something like, a, you know, an A6500 or a Sony A7S, the, the skew there is ridiculous because these cameras, they don't have heat sinks inside. They don't have the cooling required. The, that you know is demanded by the faster processor. So, for a, a camera that fits in your pocket, it's one thing to kind of live with. You know, it's it's pretty damn cool, oh, even man, though it has that. To be honest, it's um, so far I'm really happy with it. Um, I've been shooting with it, so yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll no. have some footage pretty soon. One thing that I've read about this this unit in particular is that it has five axis optical image stabilization. Have you used that yet? Or yes, yeah, so that that's something really cool. So what that does is you, you, you literally a sensor itself is stabilized. So you have the three axes uh, that are the the roll, the pitch, um, sorry, the, the the pitch, the the pan, and the tilt. So they're stabilized with with. Uh, in other words, literally the, the, the actual sensor housing inside is, is stabilized. So that's in-camera stabilization, which is pretty amazing because it allows you to capture, to, to remove the shake. I mean, up to, I believe, five stops to remove the shake oh, from, wow. from, from photos, from stills photos, and also works in video. Now, it, it, it works um, in video even better uh, because when you have an image-stabilized lens, like let's say a Sony lens, uh, predominantly, preferably a Sony lens because it's native, uh, so let's say you have a, um, I don't know, a, any, like a 16 to 50, which is the kit lens. With this lens in video, uh, it, it, it smooths out the movement. So if you're walking, you, know, you wouldn't eliminate it completely, but it does smooth them um, substantially. Uh, so you're, it's almost like you're gliding rather than walking. If you're careful enough and if you, uh, it's not going to be, the same as if you're using a, a gimbal stabilizer or if you're literally putting it on a tripod. But to give you an example, all the video that I've shot over the last few days, I didn't have a tripod with me. I was literally just standing still holding the camera on eye level. And to be honest, there is a slight movement, but it's so smooth because that's the thing about uh, in-camera stabilization. It just helps smooth out these you know, kind of slight movements. Whereas... For anybody out there that's used an old mechanical lens that doesn't have image stabilization and any camera that doesn't have any sort of stabilization, which, to be honest, most cameras don't because inboard mm -hmm. image stabilization is something rather new. Uh, it's been around for a few years only. And it's like the new thing. I think most new models coming up in the near future will, will have uh, in-body in image stabilization, uh, which is absolutely huge. 
you, it would not eliminate the need for a tripod. Or if you are, you know, walking, you know, if you're running, no, it's it's really not gonna. It's not meant for that. It's meant to help you get steadier shots, steadier photos, and steadier video. If you're, you know, if you're careful with the camera, if you don't make too sudden movements, uh, and it does yeah. help with mechanical lenses or lenses that don't have uh, the lenses themselves are not stabilized. Which this is where the extra two, two stops come from. Uh, that's why it's called five axis because the, the lens itself kind of adds like, helps as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh that's cool, cool stuff, man. I mean, it has no, it sounds like a really good camera actually for the price point. Absolutely. I mean, I recommend it to anybody that's you know a fan of shooting, uh, you know, wildlife or sports or anything like that. Um, it's really cool. Great stuff, man. Thank you very much for that, Ogie. Now let's get on to the news. What what have we heard this week? Well. I'm not sure if you remember last week I spoke about the um, the Amazon Echo. Now, this week I have learnt that Harmony, I don't know if you remember me talking about it, yep. I have a remote at home, which is the Logitech Harmony. It's a touchscreen remote. It's internet connected, so I can, I can connect to it from outside the house um, using my iPhone, um, control the telly, control pretty much anything that's IR-related in the house. Now, I was speaking last week about the the fact that many skills aren't available in the UK, but are in the US. Well, it turns out this week Logitech have actually released uh, their skill for the Amazon Echo in the UK, and I have installed it, and it's pretty damn cool. I can literally sit on the sofa, shout out uh, Amazon Echo, tell Harmony to change the channel to Sky One, and seconds later the telly switched over to sky one it is so so cool you still do need to say a very specific phrase uh but it is the same phrase every single time so you know once you've figured it out it's pretty simple uh, okay. i can even i get it i mean that's, that's really cool but i think with all these kind of spoken sort of commands you have to be very precise and uh you know for someone like me who's not a native english speaker would it like understand foreign foreigners or? oh sure sure i mean you know i i haven't tried it with an accent uh i haven't had any you know um but yeah i don't i don't see why not you uh, know i'm gonna uh, try it i'm literally gonna try it because this is something that uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to you'll have to pop over when you're back and, and you can try Absolutely. it out um what else? it now also supports amazon ift um so ift for those of you that don't know is uh an internet of things um uh, ift actually stands for if this then that um so for example if it rains um switch on the lights or uh, sorry a better example would be if the sun has set switch on my lights at home um there's many uh, activities that you can connect to uh that related to weather time i mean even even nasa i believe you can connect to so when the uh, the hubble telescope is over your house you'll get a notification it's pretty cool stuff um but what this is this means for amazon echo users is that they can set up triggers that work with ift um so for example um i can start my car because ift um supports bmw i believe so i can tell amazon echo to start my car or unlock the doors or lock the doors amazon echo then sends the command to ift and ift then triggers the activity and actually sends the command to my car so pretty cool stuff there as well 
I'm I'm really impressed and fascinated by this if thing, which and, and I'm really going to try this honestly. You should you should check it out, man. Uh, they they've got so many channels now. I I, I remember when I first uh, signed up for if there there weren't too many channels available, but there there's literally hundreds um, of channels available now, and it's it's not just for for tech stuff. It can be for news. You know, if um, there's a, a really big news story that's just happened you you can get a, a a notification sent to your phone or i don't know you can do something crazy like flash the lights if you get a, a a tweet a direct tweet at you you can make your philips hue lights flash at home to to, to tell you that um you turn on christmas lights is this, this thing like, yeah yeah no definitely so if if you've got like connected uh connected lights uh and if it supports those so for example they do support uh philips hue i only know this because i i have them at home um but yes you you can trigger uh activities uh wemo plugs so if your christmas lights are, are plugged into a wemo plug yep you can trigger that um i'm not sure what the command word is for from from an amazon echo point of view but yeah if if can control all of that yeah cool what else? Um, Samsung. Oh, um, Samsung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Galaxy, uh, well, we all know what happened there. Uh, battery is exploding. Um, well, this week I have heard a rumor that they are actually going to be using LG batteries in their next phones. Um, obviously, this is unlikely to be in the S8 because that's probably already been made, done, and on and all the 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 internal devices for that have have been decided. But it could well be in the Note 7. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, what else have we heard? iMac. Um, sorry, now, let me just back up for a second. Sorry, go on. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, did you see that video? Uh, what, what's this dude, dude's face? He's a he's a musician. He's like a famous. What, what's this guy's name? CeeLo. Oh, CeeLo Green. Yeah. Did you see that thing about his phone exploding in the studio? Was it a Samsung? Yeah, I, well, I don't know what it was, but you didn't see that. That was like a huge trending huh? news. Really? Oh my god! Was that this week or? Yeah, that was like two days ago or three days ago. Basically, there's like footage of this dude. He's like in the studio, you know, doing music, mixing stuff. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know how music's made these days, but you know, this dude like sitting behind like a desk, you know, pushing all the little knobs and all that stuff, and and his phone rings and he starts talking and stuff, and and all of a sudden you see this smoke coming from the phone. coming out the phone. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! And there's like an explosion, like bang, and the guy falls off the chair. And at first, when I saw this, and this was like, I mean, God, I, I, I want to send you a link. And this was like huge news. And people thought that, you know, he was like, you know, dead or something. And apparently he's not, you know, he's all right, apparently, but which is good. <laughs> I'm but, glad. No, yeah. but, I mean, but, but the whole thing is that it looks so, I don't want to say fake, but it, it's like one of these things when you look at it, it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, to me, it was like. Here's, here's one then. Okay, so obviously these phones um, have got 40 batteries. Samsung have obviously put out a recall. Yeah. Some people aren't sending these phones back. So I don't know if you've heard, but mm -hmm. Samsung have released an update which pretty much disables the battery on this. I think you can only charge it up to like 20% or 30%. There's um, some random percentage that you can charge up to. Um, and that is it. That's the battery's limit at that point. So you, you'll never be able to then charge that phone up to 100% once you've put this update on. Um, I don't know if it's a mandatory update or not, but 
how would you feel about that? You know, okay, Samsung, I've told you to stop using the phone because it's unsafe. Many airlines have banned it, et cetera, et cetera. But how would you feel having purchased that phone and decided yourself that, yep, okay, I am going to take the risk. Um, I could blow my hand off, blow my ear off, um, but I would like to keep the phone. And yet Samsung have just turned around and gone, actually, do you know what? We're going to limit how much you can charge this phone. Um, and eventually you'll just give up and not be able to use it. How do you feel? I don't know. I mean, uh, I just don't have any faith in this product, regardless of, you know, what model comes up and, you know, this whole battery thing. I don't know. I mean, I just would want to be as far away as possible from it. I mean, again, I, I kind of feel bad. I mean, I don't have a Samsung phone. Um, I really feel kind of for people that already have these phones because, mind yeah. you, I, I'm going to the airport, right, to get on a plane. And there's literally a sign on the side which says Galaxy S7 is not allowed in the airport, period. Like, not uh, even, I mean... Well, I mean, you know, I agree with that. You know, you're, you're putting hundreds oh, yeah. of, of people's lives at risk, you know, not including the people that could be on the ground. You know, I've just seen that video. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. And that's actually apparently that a is hoax. absolutely apparently. crazy. And it's not real. I mean, I I'm, I just found an article from, I don't know what that magazine's called. I mean, I, I don't read, you know me, that's not my, really my kind of music. But I Pitchful. know the dude, I know the dude, I think he's really cool. Um, he had this song. God, what was that name of that stupid song? It was just so famous. Uh, um, I just hated it. <laughs> I forget, really did. forget you. Yeah, forget yeah. you. Oh god, it? that was yeah. everywhere. But the dude is like, he's just like, I don't know. He looks really cool. Like, uh, I don't know. I just love the guy. Um, oh but, yeah, I've just I've seen the article that now yeah. says it's fake. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, yeah, it just that's looks, pretty crazy. It just looks so. I mean, yeah, he's crazy. But anyway, I was just saying that, and a lot of people on the comments were like, "Oh my god, it's an iPhone." Oh my God! It's not a Samsung. It's an iPhone. I mean, I don't know. I, I think. Blame Apple. Yeah, I mean, I think anything. Um, I don't know. There was a. I don't know. This is like a. We're going slightly off, but wasn't there like a case some months ago when the whole Samsung thing was starting off that there were like actual a Apple uh, iPhones? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And 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 so, Apple have, have sort of come out and said, yeah, that there was a phone, a few phones yeah. that, that had malfunctioned, but they were actually down to external factors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, again, and, you know, I think the biggest problem is that the batteries in these things are getting smaller and higher capacity. And also a lot of people are running these things connected to, um, to their chargers all the time, like completely all the time. So I don't know what happens when I plug in my phone and it reaches a hundred, I actually take it out. I take it off of charge, so it kind of... Okay, runs. so do you, do you leave your phone on charge at night or not? No, no, never. never you don't? Okay. No. See, I do. I, I'm, I, you know, mm. I'm quite happy to say I, I leave the laptops on at night, I leave my phone on at night, the watch, I leave that yeah, on yeah, at that's night. That's crazy. See, I turn everything off. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Um, I don't know if it's maybe because, mm. you know, I just find that once it's got to 100% overnight... Um, I can pretty much use it for a day and a half um, if I need to. Yeah, but, but usually every every night, uh, it's part of my sort of going to bed routine is to plug the phones in, plug the watch in, plug the laptop in, and, so and then go to bed. Straight. So is this is what you're saying that if I plug that there's like a secret charge after a hundred? No, 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 there's no, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it sits at a hundred and stays oh. at a hundred until I get up and I'm using it oh. again. Okay, well that makes sense. Okay, that's cool. Uh, well, you know, it's anyway. not running down. I mean, anyway, else? anyway, what else? IMAX. Tell me all about IMAX, IMAX because 
Uh, well, obviously, we know MacBook Pros were were released uh, last month. Um, many people disappointed about them. Yeah, well, that's why I bought the old one. Well, this is it. A lot, and a lot of people have said the same thing. You know, I read today that people saying, "Well, the older one's faster," and who actually needs the uh, the the touch part of 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 the keyboard? You know, who needs it? Um, I don't know. Um, but Tim Cook this week um, has come out and actually posted onto Apple's internal employee message board, um, saying that they are committed to desktop Macs, uh, including the iMac, as well as obviously continuing the line of uh, MacBooks, um, MacBook Pros, MacBook Airs, etc., etc. I'll read out uh, a little bit of the, the actual message. So it says, the desktop is very strategic for us. It's, a, it's unique compared to the notebook because you can pack a lot more performance in a desktop the largest screens, the most memory and storage, a greater variety of inputs and outputs, and the fastest performance. So there's very many different reasons why desktops are really important, and in some cases, critical to people. The current generation iMac is the best desktop we've ever made, and its beautiful Retina 5K display is the best desktop display in the world. Now, you know, I don't know. I, I just let me, is, let me, okay. Is let, there doubt? No, I mean, okay. Here's I mean, my thing. Here's geez, my thing. That's what. That's how Apple started. I don't. I don't understand why he's had to come out and reiterate this. Well, there's a lot of people that you know. You know how the whole thing when you know you, you read a report of you know how much money you know Apple has, like all the money in the world, and how their their profits are or revenue rather comes from like sixty percent of iPhone sales and all that stuff that they have become. You know, for the over the last I don't know decade or so, they have become a, a gadget company. You know, they've moved from being strictly computers. You know, making iMacs and you know then the iPod and all that stuff and iPads and iPhones. And now their focus has shifted for the last you know in the last I don't know five six seven years more towards the the, the wearables, not the wearable stuff, but the stuff that you don't put on a desk. Like the iPad. The carryables. Yes, the carryables. Thanks. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll make Carryable. up a new term. Yeah, dude. You should totally like trademark that. I mean, honestly. I, I should try to. Um, but, you know, them coming out uh, saying, oh, no, 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 we're committed. Um, I understand that to a degree, uh, simply for the fact that a lot of people, especially when the new MacBook came out, I mean, you know, again, <laughs> they've sold, I'm sure, tons of these. And there's been, you know, how many times you've seen oh, you know, the new MacBook is like out of stock because it's the fastest selling MacBook Pro ever. I'm sure it is. But there's been a, there's like a growing concern from the professional community, whether it's graphic designers or, you know, photographers or especially people in the world of professional video, which are, which up until a few years ago were, I don't want to say 100% Mac based because that's not true, but a, a larger number of people were using Mac. Were solely reliant oh on God. Macs, weren't I mean, they? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of post-production companies that are based on Linux uh, there's, you know, you know, their whole infrastructure is, but for the majority of the small to medium sized people, you know, one man band operators, cameramen, editors, yeah. I mean, God, up, uh, five years ago, all my friends were Mac based, all of them. I mean, I didn't know anybody using anything else but a Mac. Now it's different. A lot of people have switched over to PCs. Um, you know, still a lot of people are, you know, Mac kind of, you know, they say, oh, I'm going to stay with a Mac. But again, there's this whole this concern where 
you know, you, they're giving you 16 gigabytes of RAM in the new MacBook and that's it. Well, you know, unfortunately, the way resolutions have come and, and the, the, the whole, you know, the, the requirements for professionals nowadays um, are, you know, I, I'm saying, I'm talking about the professionals that, that which use... But, uh, but that, a lot of that falls down to the size of the unit. Yeah, but how thin can you make things? Like, for example... Yeah, but, uh, then, but this, is my, this is my big gripe with them. Something like a MacBook Pro, which is the pro um you know so it should be the top of the range etc etc i don't really know if anyone has to have it that thin i don't don't see the big obsession um so for for me that if if the fact that that its size is limiting its performance well let's make it a bit bigger i'm not being funny look at the what was it the 2012 macbook pro yeah uh the 2007 macbook pro was it 2007 i'm sure it was um you know there was nothing wrong with those they were a bit bigger a bit chunkier but no one minded because they were damn good oh yeah i mean um you look at the um you know going back to the statement that you just read it says yeah. A lot more performance in a desktop. Anytime I read something, you know, referring to performance in a desktop from like an Apple employee, and by all means, you know, the, the top boss in Apple, you know, I understand that they have, they've built their company based on, you know, computers. So obviously they're going to try to keep this thing going. But I think it's only for nostalgia purposes. I think whatever they do in the future with their 5k displays and you know the 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 whole imac range i think this is going to become a lot smaller portion of their business than it is so what you're saying is because they've diversified their products suffering basically well yeah i mean what they've done is they have evolved into a different company from what they were 15 20 years ago and that's evolution that's a that's a good word that's a good word i understand it the world has changed so much um you know i I was taking some photos and video today um i I went you know downtown and i saw so many people especially you know young um, you know young families with like their little kids and all that and instead of taking point and shoot cameras which they would have done i don't know five ten years ago not even ten years ago Everyone's got their phones. Everyone's got their Samsungs, iPhones, whatever, smartphones, and they were taking photos of their kids because there's like this little train going around. There's like, you know, it's like cool stuff for kids. And, you know, I I did not see it. I was the only person with a camera. And I was there just, you know, taking random shots, blah, 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 testing the camera. And everybody else was whipping out their phones. I mean, everyone, everyone. It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Like you said, five, ten years ago, uh, not five, 10, 10, 15 years ago, you would have definitely had some sort of camera with you. Now, oh, yeah. now it's just your phone and that's it. That's all you and, need. And again, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing, but I, I understand why Apple have needed to change. However, I would love to see them actually kind of put their money where their mouth is, like put actual performance in these things. Because, yeah, they, they're optimized and they're pretty slick. But I think they really need to give people some options. Um, so, I mean, I would hope in the new uh, iMac, whatever that thing is, that you can actually upgrade to, like, I think the old ones you can do 32 gigabytes uh, of RAM. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you I'm can, sure yeah. You could. I certainly hope that they don't go the route of the new MacBook Pros and make it more restrictive yeah. and more, you know, more reliant on the on the outside exterior, the style, and look how slick it is than to say, okay, this is a product for people who will actually earn money with this thing that their lives depend on their 
their their their their kit that they use. So I don't know. I hope I hope they you know they they don't go the new mic. No, I mean totally. I I do agree, but I also sort of think that that a lot of Apple products are based on style as well. But you don't need to put style in at the um at the risk of 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 actually driving people away from buy, buying your product because it's not up to par with other alternatives yeah, that are out there i mean, I mean look that. at the microsoft surface i yeah. i i love that thing but um yeah um that's pretty cool yeah, for, it is it's pretty damn cool I, I love it i i i like the whole if you if i can call it this the, the whole two in one so yeah. tablet laptop um i love that i love the idea of that and it's a shame that the ipad pro isn't a bit like that um because it it could be it could well have a mac os x on it um i think that would be so cool uh, speaking of the um sorry the uh, the new surface uh, yeah there is a um, I, I follow a lot of these guys, the uh, the, the Red Digital Cinema camera uh, company that make makes the red cameras. Anyway, sure. their um, their boss uh, Jared Lyon, he's really cool because he pretty much you know posts everything that you know that their marketing is like so cool because they post a lot of stuff on Instagram and they have their own forum, RedUser.com.net actually. Anyway, so he he was posting some stuff yesterday. He posted a photo of uh, a couple of um, um, Microsoft Surface pros like the, the sure. latest thing and he was saying uh these are the computers on which the newest uh red products will be designed on and he was showing like you know some like you know designs and stuff mock-ups and whatever and i i think this is so cool because here's a company that's you know pretty much been the rebel in the in the camera kind of design thing you know the mm. past few years in the past the, the last 10 years and um you know they obviously they're they're know, doing it again and, and again, they're, they're seeing they're seeing this new product, and again, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know if Microsoft paid them. I doubt it. Um, but again, it's Microsoft have kind of done something that they've uh, come back from the dead, uh, haven't they? Really? Exactly. They, they, when was they, the last time when you saw people on the internet genuinely excited, saying, "Hey, about a Microsoft listen, product." I mean, I, I don't know. Um, and also, the Xbox was the last time for me. Yeah, again, but no, I'm sure. You know, Xbox was cool. I mean, I've, I've never really played these, uh, been a big fan of these consoles. But uh, speaking of Google, uh, I don't know if you saw, but they actually have now a, a store, like a Google store. There's only, I think, one, and it's in a best. What, a physical, yeah, a physical seriously, store? Dude, it's, uh, I'll send you a link. It's, um, it's literally a, uh, I think it's in the States, and it's in, wow. it's like in a, it's like in a. That's like Amazon. Have you seen their physical store now? Yeah, I know. It's, it's that's crazy. It is. So for those of you who don't know, um, Amazon have a physical store in the states. I believe there's one coming to the UK as well. Apparently, there was a, a trademark or something filed in the UK for for an Amazon store. So basically, from what I gather, you have possibly an app on your phone. You enter the store, pick up what you like, and it gets charged to your account. Don't ask me the specifics because it did get a bit complicated. Um, what I couldn't quite fathom out is if it's um, if it's done by sensor at the door when you're exiting. Oh. What happens when two people walk out at the same time? Um, you know, I don't know. It, it all sounds cool, but again, it's adding to people saying, I, t- I tell you what, robots are going to take over the world and there's going to be no jobs for us, etc. Et it, it adds to that whole thing. 
Interesting. I mean, the way things are going, I, I don't know, it's all crazy, but I just sent you a video of this dude online. He's like, I don't know, some, some vlogger. That's uh, Carl, Carl Conrad, yeah, pretty I, cool guy. I don't know, I mean, I, this is the first time I'm actually hearing this dude, and I looked at some of his other videos, and they're pretty cool, um, and I, I just subscribed to him. So he was in, he kind of did this tour of the first Google store, which is kind of weird to me, but the whole thing with like companies making their own stores, like the Apple store, is that I see a lot of, especially what Microsoft are doing there, you know, even with their packaging, everything is white, everything is so Apple-ish, because Apple have become sort of the standard where everybody goes to. It's like, oh, you know, your products need to be... It's funny you say that because I, I actually mentioned this um, to some colleagues the other day, and I, and I was saying, you know, even down to Microsoft's Surface launch, I yeah. thought the presentation was very... Apple-esque, very, uh, very Jobs-esque, you know, I mean, in the way it was done. I mean, the, what I think what Steve Jobs did and, and the whole how Apple evolved in, into this kind of juggernaut under his kind of reign was that it just impacted so, so much more than we even take credit. I mean, even Microsoft, you know, they're our tribal, you know, we'll be different, we'll, you know, we'll never be like you. And again, they're doing, they're doing an they're Apple. They're copying yeah, they're, they're doing, doing it. Apple, they're, so. they're doing an Apple. Speaking of Google, yeah. um, have you seen they've released a, a, a what they call the Google Wi-Fi? Have you seen uh, that? I haven't. I actually have not. What is that all? Okay, about? so it's a new product. Um, I say new. Um, it's a new type of connected system that can replace your router. Uh-huh. for seamless Wi-Fi around the house. So any of those dead zones and buffering, et cetera, et cetera, it says it can get rid of those. Oh. Um, it has what they call network assist technology, which supposedly keeps your connection fast um, because it's constantly monitoring the clearest channels around you uh, and the fastest uh, bands for, for the devices that are connected. And it will switch between those automatically to give you the, the, the fastest and, and most solid connection. Um, you can set it up from your phone. Uh, you don't need to sort of dial in and do your 192, 168 and remember all these numbers. You can literally jump on your phone, use the app, um, set it up that way. Um, apparently, it'll cover 1,500 square feet. One unit will. Wow. That's so that's insane. quite a lot, isn't it? Oh, yeah. um, so three, um, you can buy them in a, in a pack of three. So three will cover, what's that, 4,500 square feet. Um, and they sort of mesh together as well. So the more points you have, the better it works. Um, uh, they say that they're going to give you 24-hour phone support. I don't know how true that'll be, but I mean, I'm sure it will be, you know, a company like Google can, can do the 24 hour support thing, but how helpful they'll be. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Um, they say it's taken them three and a half years to develop. Um, they did have a previous model called the on hub. Um, but I'm guessing you've never heard of it. Ogie. Right, that's the thing. I, I don't really think that I've heard of that. To be honest. No. So obviously it, didn't do too well so I'm, I'm no i'm no benchmark to be honest but no no it's... but i mean I'll, I'll be honest with you uh when i was looking into this i'd never heard of the on hub uh, i have no idea what it is um what it did what it possibly does um but i know it's not available anymore um they're saying it's you know it's different um how much is this gonna be what's the price so so if you want one Mm-hmm. It's 129 bucks. Uh, that's uh, dollars, US dollars. 
yes us dollars if you want a pack of three it's 299 so you're getting one $29 discount per unit yep, if you buy three yep, of them um you know it's it's a lot of money um i think for me i'd have to wait and see what the the news and the reviews were on it before yeah, that's i, be I went to out follow, definitely that's a, it's a lot of money as well you know for for 100 pounds uh roughly translated no, no, no. this is going to be 129 pounds here if not even more. you think Oh yeah, oh definitely. Quite possibly, um, but if it can if it can cover forty five square foot, yeah, oh, that'll do. Because yeah. even in my very small house, I still have black spots. Um, places where I wouldn't think I would, I have them. So if that can eliminate those, yeah, hey, I mean, this will be also worth useful for like small offices. You know, people that oh definitely. Do, you know, for example, oh god, I mean, there's so many times I've gone to like an office and. And all of a sudden, oh, can I get your Wi-Fi passwords? Oh, yeah, but you have to move over there. You know, you have to go over there. Cause to, to actually see the so, thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's, that has quite a potential. Oh, and speaking of that, going into an office, you can set up guest networks as well really, okay. really easily, apparently. Um, again, all done through their app. Um, and I believe you can remotely manage the routers as well so okay. if you're not if if you're an it guy or i don't know i mean you'd probably be using something else to start with but if if you've got one at home and someone phones and says oh this isn't working well i'm guessing you can you can remotely uh, reboot that system which is always everyone's first point of course switch it off and switch it back on again and usually it starts working but yeah so remote access is also available i will stop waffling on that one now um the biggie for me this week, um, being the Apple fanatic that I am, are the Apple AirPods. Oh, God. Um, you hate these things, don't you? I mean, I, I, it's not It's not about I, – I, I, I don't know if I'll call them that I hate them. I just don't really see the use of them. Now, again, I have an iPhone 7 Plus, right? Uh, okay. That's, that's the right model. Not, Do you I, use headphones? Yes. But okay, so there's a use. Yeah, but I I do use the uh, what's the stupid thing called the um the lighting, the lighting adapter the yeah. lighting port adapter to three point five because I bought these headphones these really nice Sennheiser I mean they're not super expensive they're not that great they're about I don't know I bought them for like forty quid or something and they're very nice I like them uh, I like the in ear ones the ones they go into your ear that are harder to fall off and that's my biggest problem with the Apple style headphones because the ones that Apple included in the box, um, not these ones, not these ones, not not this iPhone that I had, the, the old iPhone that I had, which yeah. I believe was the with the round the headphones, four, the four S or whatever. That anyway. that was your one before, yeah. Yes. So uh, quite some time ago, you fell out of love with Apple for oh, a little while, many, didn't you? Many many moons ago, and when <laughs> I put those in my ears, they automatically fall off, so they they don't stay. But they now, have changed it. Have you tried the new ones? No, I have tr tried. Now, let me ask you this. I haven't tried the, the what is it called, the AirPods. I haven't tried those. But No, I, I mean the, the yeah. new ones that you get in the box, the iPhone 7, 7 Plus, 7, 6, 6S. I have, I have used the ones that my wife had in her iPhone okay. 6S. Yeah, so that would be the, the newer shape. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because before I bought the Sennheisers, you know, I had an Android phone. And I had old headphones which broke. One day they just stopped working. Well, that's what you mm -hmm. get for paying 15 quid for headphones um, on Amazon. <laughs> I don't know. 
so anyway, they broke and I, I was I had no headphones. So I needed when I was going to the store or somewhere, I need to listen to music. So I borrowed, uh, you know, brand new, unused. She never uses the ones that are included in the box. She has her own. So I said, okay, I'm going to nick those, put them on. In, and I, I couldn't do it. And well, you couldn't design, get on with them as in the shape or? I, I, I don't think I have funny ears. I really don't think so. But well, it's just the, debatable. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but honestly, these, if I compare them to the Sennheisers, it's just, there's no contest. Um, also, also, I'm, I'm just looking at some reviews here. Um, I think that's on a 9 to 5 Mac or, God, I don't know, some of these other big kind of Apple websites. And I look at a photo of a guy with these ear pods in his, in his ear, and he looks like a total mm-hmm. prat. Honestly. Why does he? Why? I, I don't I, see. I just, I, but I think I think they only look odd because they look, they look they uncomfortable. They look uncomfortable. You. That's what I'm trying to say. I dis- okay, so for, for for on the flip side of, uh-huh. of what you're saying, I actually quite like the fit of okay. the the newer Apple uh, headphones. Um, so what you'd get in the six, six S, seven, seven plus, etc. I quite like that fit. I have to agree with you. I wasn't a massive fan of the round ones. That I just right. they hurt my ear a little I mean, bit. Uh, but these ones, I I can you know happily have them on for pretty much the whole day and not even notice yeah. that notice that they're in. Now the question um, for the new ones: on. Do they have noise cancellation? I doubt it. Um, that there's no there's no um, there's no silicon or anything there. Mm. So yeah, I don't. I, yeah, doubt it. I, haven't, I haven't i haven't actually looked into them right. that much but the the, the headphones that are that, that come in the box they don't have it um and they're pretty much exactly the same shape there's you no sort what? of silly or anything I, I there i don't even know i don't even know if if i actually have headphones included in my box i haven't looked in the apple box yeah no you have you oh, have and they've actually got a lightning connector at the end so they plug wow. straight in I have not even looked in there, man. I was so excited yeah. to get my uh, to use my iPhone. But for me, again, there's there's so much tech in in these headphones. I mean, geez. So they're finally shipping now, so you can. Yeah, buy no, them. they are. Yeah, going back, going back to what I was saying. Yeah, they're they're shipping. Um, but again, and here's the big but. but. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're well. There is, if you place an order today, um, I think there's something like a, a six-week delay. Oh, so I think I looked I looked yesterday or the day before, um, and unfortunately, I wasn't one of the lucky ones that, that managed to place an order um, and get them in the month of December. I think some people that placed them on release day are getting them this week, I think sort of today, tomorrow, maybe even. Um, so you're serious, so you're going to get those? I, I I think I will. Yes, um, it may well be in the new year when um, when Christmas is out of the way. But yeah, why not? I mean, they're how they're just so cool. How do you control the volume? You can't control the volume with these things. I mean, how? No, I think, I think you can. Um, yeah. I think it's either done off the phone or maybe telling Siri because obviously, let's not forget they've got oh, built-in microphones right. um, and and Siri control. Um, but again, I, I haven't seen one in the flesh, obviously. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting up close with one and, and actually sort of having a look a look around it. But yeah, they've got so much built. I mean, dual beam forming microphones, uh, optical sensors, motion detecting uh, accelerometers, speech uh, detecting accelerometers. Oh god! Yeah, I mean, they're I'm so you what, they're so easy to lose. Oh yeah, but ah, uh, uh, here's the here's the other thing. If you do lose one. You can buy. 
No, they don't send you a free one, but you can buy a replacement. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, think that's. I think it's something like um, eighty pounds or maybe a hundred pounds for a replacement one. But eighty pounds for a replacement. I may be well, well out there. Um, let me just Google it quickly. Replacement. Just imagine yeah. uh, the, the 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 poor people that work in Apple stores worldwide. Of how many people are going to rock up to the counter and say, "Oh, do I've you lost by my chance headphone. have?" A left one or a right one, because I've lost. Well, oh, they'll have loads there, won't they? Oh, sixty-nine dollars. So, sixty-nine dollars for a replacement AirPod. But for me, you might as well just buy a new set every time, because yeah. if you lose another one, you've paid for a brand new set. I think um, this is a as a as a very part. This basically this whole AirPods thing is a core strategy from Apple to diversify their portfolio even further by selling more accessories because I'll be honest with you they will sell a lot of these but I'm pretty sure that they are making a lot more money on these than they were making on any other previous headphones they've ever sold because well let's not forget they own Beats yeah they do uh, true they own Beats true but with this new iPhone that it doesn't even have a 3.5 jack anymore uh, mm-hmm. and by the looks of it probably whatever new a carryable device they create in the future probably won't have 3.5 inch jacks because obviously they would want to sell you a new pair of airpods i i just don't know i mean for me personally if if the shape was a bit um uh, more of a yeah, in-ear type of deal with like a you know the the the, the rubber thing yeah, yeah I, i'll probably looking. get them but the price I, is, is I think too much. that also leaves third-party manufacturers. Yeah, it absolutely. leaves the door open for those, doesn't it? You know, something that, okay, they're, they're, you're buying them because they're wireless, but something that reattaches them together yeah. so you don't lose them. Like you said, some silicons put on, on the edges to, to actually be able to put them in your ears properly. I just think they're, they're a bit of a hassle, to be honest. Instead of being uh, freeing people, as they're saying, oh, we cut the cord, we're going to free you. I, I don't know. I mean, for for someone like me who loses everything, especially like I don't know small things, I'll forget it. Uh, one week will be done. Talking about losing things, I mentioned uh, uh, the tile, the the oh, tile yeah, yeah, app yeah, the tile. Uh, in the in the last podcast. Um, what is tile? Um, well, if you're anything like me and you misplace things like keys, uh, I don't know your phone, anything like that. Well. This this thing can help you find those. Mm. Um, it's possibly the best thing that I have found. No pun sure. intended. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I mean, I've tried. You know, do you remember those things that used to be a key where you'd whistle? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it would beep. Oh, I've yeah. tried those. I've tried having yeah. a dedicated hook where I hang my keys as soon as I walk in the door. Uh, but but this thing is different because it's linked to my phone. Um, so it makes things that little bit easier. Um, and I'm sure you haven't seen it, but for those of you that haven't, it's a small sort of square device with a hole, um, in, in the top left corner of it. So you can attach it to things like your keys. So put your key key ring through it. Um, well, actually you can pretty much attach it to anything. Um, they sell sticky pads so you can put it uh, on on something like a remote or a a tablet so you can attach it to the back even i don't know um your trainers if you really wanted um attach them to the tongue um it measures sort of one and a half by one and a half inches so it's 
you know, it's relatively small. Um, Weight-wise, I think it's something like 10 grams. It's it's not much at all. Um, it's powered using a battery and has a single button under it's got tile written on it and it and it's got a single button under the e of tile um what's the button for well uh, it's used to pair with your iphone ipad ipod touch um and it also uses um the capabilities of tile to reverse what it can do so essentially most of the time you'll be using your iphone or whatever to find tile but let's say you have your keys but you don't know where your phone is double tap the e and it starts um sending a, a, a tone to your phone um okay. so even if it's on silent it still plays that tone so you should be able to find it and i thought that was pretty cool um now tile is compatible with ios 7 and above devices i believe um but that device must have bluetooth le um so if it doesn't have Bluetooth LE, it's not going to work. Um, they Tile actually claimed that it will work with Android devices once Bluetooth LE becomes a bit more stable. But for now, it's yeah. sort of limited to iOS only. I don't know when that's going to happen, I if mean, it, that's if it has. About a lot of apps nowadays or, or, or gadgets, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, they, they, they tend to pick... Um, the the ios platform i guess yeah i think it's it's one of the most sort of uh, widely used platforms you know um now to test it i paired it with an iphone 6s i then here's 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 the bit you're like i then asked my wife to hide the keys somewhere close by and uh and i i was gonna play uh, hunt the keys so basically on the app um you you see your tiles i think you can connect something like eight up to it at once so you can have eight tiles dotted around on different devices um and what you see is you you, you click on the the tile uh that you're looking for because you've named it one in the setup process um and you see sort of like a green circle and what this green circle is 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 a proximity indicator so the more illuminated the circle is the closer you are to the tile that you're looking for um i'm already so I sold out. on it mate i'm already sold yeah on it. i'm getting two for my wife especially because <laughs> the one thing almost every single morning is where's my keys or where's my phone one of the yeah. two so. well, that's that's actually the reason we bought it because oh, my wife kept losing her keys so i just said right i've had enough of this let's go out let's buy something and, and yeah. let's see how it works um now, when I was looking around, obviously, my green bar, with my green circle was getting fuller and fuller. I still couldn't see the keys at this point. So I knew they were like right there somewhere, but not quite sure where. So you hit you hit the tile and then there's a button that says find. And once you've hit that, it makes the tile make a noise. So it plays like a little right. tube. Okay, well, that's helpful. Um, it was, yeah. Um, and I actually found the keys. She put them in the car just outside uh, our, our back door. So she put them in the car, but because I could hear it, I knew exactly where it was. Now, there were some problems. Hmm. It can take a little while to actually find the tile. So you can open the app up, and if it can't find the tile, it just shows it as grayed out sort of thing. Um, I gave it something like 35, 40 seconds um, to actually figure out that the tile was close by and it wasn't out of 
uh, range. Um, obviously, because it's Bluetooth, it can go out of range. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could be standing right next to it, and sometimes it takes a little while to figure out that actually, yep, yeah, hang on, I'm connected. Um, in my opinion, the Mac function was lacking a little bit. Uh, there wasn't sort of detail there really. Um, you know, again, I was sitting right next to it, and yet it was showing it like oh. at the other end of the the, the building or something. You so know, it does need some work. You know, some some updates. It definitely you know. needs some work. Um, there have been some updates recently, um, and luckily I haven't had to use it, so um, I haven't tried it recently. Um, but if you are out of range, um, it's got this really really cool feature that i find uh, for for me actually set it apart from any other device that's actually currently out there now because tile is a is sort of like a, a community community based um app if you like um there's a lost and found feature on the app so let's for example say i've left my keys in the park i'm now at home i'm far more than 150 feet away from it so i look at my phone my phone's actually telling me well the last time i saw the tile was in the park so i know all of the you know I, i've now remembered okay i left it by the park bench um but is it still there someone else picked it up well if someone else has picked it up I can, you know, on on the app, I press lost. Um, and what this does at that point is anyone else that has the tile app on their phone anonymously pings the tile and an alert gets sent to me. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. wait. Yeah. So if, if I lose my keys. So you lose your keys, you leave them in the park, you come home, you can see from your phone that you've left them in the park, um, but someone else may have picked them up and they're now walking around somewhere. Oh. Well, anyone else that has the Tile app on their phone that walks within 150 feet of your device will actually notice that because I've said that I've lost it um, and will ping you a notification to say, I've just found this device. It's here. Here's its new location. Hmm. Interesting. I get it now. So you can sort of follow oh, it. Uh, you know, someone may have just handed it into the police station and, and by chance someone else that has the tile app has walked past the police station, but you know now that it's in the police station. Oh, wow. uh, Community sort of yeah stuff, which is cool. Exactly. Uh, I don't know if it's made sense to all everyone listening, but if it hasn't, drop us a line and, and I'll try and explain it a bit better. Um, Is there now, some online stuff that people can look into? Like a, or yeah, a, yeah. Like so the, the website is, I believe it's tileapp.com. Um, Let me just double check that. Um, tile app. Uh, yeah, tile app, thetileapp.com. Yep, so the if you tile, jump onto www.thetileapp.com, you can see all about that. They've got a couple of different versions of it um the so you've got mate yep tile yes yeah, so that so the tile slim um which is designed to fit in something like your wallet mm -hmm. um and then the tile mate is just a, a smaller version of the tile um 
uh, the tile is actually being phased out now um so the tile mate i'm guessing is going to be the replacement it yeah. is a it's quite a you know a, a considerable amount smaller um and it, w- it would be ideal for a set of keys sure no this, um, this looks really slick we'll link into the description to where you Definitely. guys can um, uh, check out some more stuff. Check it because, out. You know, given the fact that this is an audio podcast, sometimes it's a bit difficult to kind of illustrate things and all that. But, you know, it makes sense. To me, it makes sense. And, and like I said, I'm, uh, I set the bar pretty low. So if it makes sense to me, I'm pretty sure it's going to make sense to Then it makes sense to everyone else. Oh, yeah. Now, there's one big issue with this thing. And it's mm. for me, it's, it's massive. And, and I, I will admit, I didn't research this thoroughly before i bought it and if i had this may have put me off but i mentioned that the battery is located inside the tile oh god okay so this battery is non-rechargeable and non-removable really they couldn't put like a small kind of battery for like a what do you call them for like watches and stuff like yeah i don't know if it's maybe something to do with it being water i don't know waterproof mate i don't know who knows um I'm guessing you probably can actually replace it, but you'd have to break the device and maybe glue it back together again or something. So what does it mean? Well, Tile actually claimed that the battery will last a year. Um, The app will actually give you a reminder when when the Tile um, or that particular Tile is running low. If you've got multiple ones, um, you know, it will tell you which one is is running low. Um, And then you're able to purchase a new one. Now, a new one will set you back around about £20. Um, So every year, say if you've got four of these things, every year you're going to be spending £80 to replace the unit, which for me is a a little bit naughty um, in that obviously you've paid X amount to buy the the actual device. It actually gets quite expensive, to be honest. It can. It's uh, it's almost like having a a £20 subscription per tile per year um is the way i sort of looked at it so for me that's a massive downside to the unit well you find your misplaced items you know it's no great shakes but yeah i don't know what do you think if if, if i lose my keys and yeah uh, this is something that i actually dread because knock on wood i haven't lost keys since i was i don't know maybe in kindergarten and, I, you know, I, I did get, you know, quite the ass whooping uh, at that point. So, <laughs> I, 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 you know, losing keys is a pain in the ass. I mean, a major pain in the ass because you have to, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just, I, I know. So, I, I'll be, you know, to be honest, I, I'll be probably willing to live with some sort of upkeep uh, to this. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, it just gets to a point, like you said, where for some people it may be, it's just a borderline sort of is this really worth it um so i don't know it looks interesting though so for those of you guys out there that you think this may be the right thing for you check out the website uh, yeah. i really want to thank both for, for, the, for those of, yeah for those of you that uh, lose your keys this is this is the thing oh, for yeah. you <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so cool, man. Thanks for that review. That's uh, I mean, that's right. No, no. no, sorry, I cut you off. So. No, no, that's it. No, I'm I was I was done. Yeah, no. Um for yeah. Uh, it's a great product. Mm. App needs a little bit of work, yeah. but if you're constantly losing things, yeah, it's definitely the way forward. Yep, you've got to pay twenty pounds to replace mm. the battery, but hey ho, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, compared to losing your keys. So yeah, I definitely. think we've come to uh, 
I mean, we've been waffling about for about over an hour, so... Yeah, we have. Yeah, no, um, I think we've come, come to a natural end. I was actually... I wanted to make a slight correction, and that is the uh, Google Store, the first official Google Store that I s- said before. Uh, it's not in America. Oh, it's actually in North America, but it's not in the U.S. It's actually in Canada. Uh, wow, okay. I was just looking at the description here. Uh, mm-hmm. That was meant by uh, Carl Conrad, who you can uh, follow and find on YouTube. Um, he's got plenty of videos um, about all sorts of other cool things. And it's actually located in... God, I cannot pronounce this. It's it's unpronounceable. It's called... How do, how do you spell it? It's, you spell it like Mississippi, but it's Missuswaga. Anyway, I'll, I'll copy and paste for you and see if you can pronounce this. I mean, I'm sure it's a lovely hey, town a in Canada. Canada's... I, for those of you guys that... Missisauga. Missisauga. Uh, sounds like a cool place to be honest so if you guys are in Canada uh, you can check out uh, if anybody is listening in Canada which I highly doubt (laughs) you can check out the first official Google but if you are head down there check it out and let us know what it was like absolutely and we should get one in London I'm sure I mean come on London is London that would be pretty cool I'm surprised they haven't actually opened one in the States. It's come as a bit of a shock to me that it's actually in Canada and not the USA. Maybe it's just a, how do you say, like an experiment. Maybe. Maybe Maybe it it is. in the marketing department said, hey, in the beautiful town of Mississauga, Mississauga, a lot of people are buying Google products. Maybe maybe someone from from Canada can actually tell us how to pronounce it. Yeah, and I'm really sorry if, (laughs) if for all you Canadians out there, it's a lovely country. I've, I've been to Canada, and it's God. I used to live in America, so um, I'm sorry about that. I really am. No, no, no. Well, uh, right. what else? Shall are we, we call it a day? Oh, mm-hmm. well, um, I just wanted to say we obviously pointed you to the website last time. It has got a, just a, a splash page saying oh, "coming yes. soon." It is coming soon. It is coming We're, soon. Uh, I'm sorry. It, it, it is, is in the making. It is in the making. It will be up there very soon. So for next time, um, yeah, next podcast is going to be up, up in about a week's time, I guess, maybe. Uh, I think it'll probably be in the new year, won't it? Yeah. Um, ooh, wait, wait a second. Today is the 22nd. Yes, we'll probably do one in the new year. So not the next one, but the one after that. Um, it's probably going to be about the CES because it's that time of the year again. The Consumer Electronics Show is going to be happening this year in Las Vegas again from January the 5th to January the 8th. So expect a lot of so- gadgets. We probably won't be going, unfortunately. Uh, no, no. But, Prior commitments, we'll say. But again, uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of news about new cool stuff, a lot of gadgets, uh, VR, whatever, flying cars, who knows. Um, and we will definitely be talking about that. So probably not in the next podcast, but the one after that. So episode four. So for next time, I know we kind of say this is what we're going to be reviewing next time. Um, I have a couple of things. First one is a really small LED light, which is made by a company called Aperture. So it's a budget LED light. So it's very small. It's okay. pretty much the size of an iPhone uh, 4, maybe even smaller than that. It's very cheap. It's about uh, in the UK, it's about 35, 36 pounds to buy on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and it's quite yeah. powerful. So it's a great light if you do little videos. Let's say you do vlogging or you do like little product kind of videos. Um, it, it's really cool. I actually have two of them. Um, you can just put them in your pocket. Um, they're battery powered, so they're, they have a built-in battery inside. You can charge them by five volts. Anyway, so the, I'll be pro- I'll be talking about them 
um, these lights, well, this one light, it's actually two, but it's one same model anyway, uh, about that uh, light next time. And I'll probably think of something else as well. I just don't know what. So, Bob, I don't no, know if you cool. have a product or anything for next I time. I do. Um, I'm going to continue on with my home automation obsession. Um, I've recently purchased the Samsung uh, SmartThings uh, starter kit. So, cool. uh, I'll be I'll be unwrapping that. I say unwrapping. It's not wrapped because it's my present to myself. Um, so, yeah, I'll be opening that up, checking it out, seeing what it's like, and hopefully, I'll I'll have some some words of wisdom on that product cool man i'm really looking forward to it like you're the uh, home automation guru man well i think it's more of an obsession rather than (laughs) than being a guru but uh sounds like a lot of fun man sounds like you're gonna have a handful again so cool well um that's it for me um and that's it for me it's actually well past midnight here so i'm actually gonna head off to bed so um awesome dude it was a great podcast hopefully we've have had some listeners um anyway we'll we'll kind of put links for the stuff we talked about in the in the description below and until next time you guys have a lovely christmas and a happy new year and we'll see merry christmas and happy new year and we will actually talk to you in the new year 2017 bye take care guys Cheers. Bye. bye